0: This is Rebecca from the Arab of um, You're listening to Mousecapades Podcast. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. (laughs) Yes. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode. Of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days.
1: Happy Hump Day, everybody. It's midweek. You've made it to the halfway point of your work week. This is Nick, and I'm here with Vicki, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mouse Pace Podcast.
2: This is episode 343, and we will be giving you the latest Disney news, rumors, and some history. But before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney.
1: What do they got up there? I'm pulling them up right now, Vixter, waiting for your internet to load. And we have Mobile Pickup Order Disney 101. It's from that series. New Mobile Food and Beverage Ordering Explained. That's by Vanda Bean. And we still have up Disney's Hollywood Studios Attractions with Young Children. Also by Vanda Bean. Go ahead and check them out. WaltExpress.com. This episode, we're talking rumors and news. And I wanted to bring up Artist Point. Listeners, I'm sure you saw this, Vicki. I'm sure you saw this as well. Now, this is just a rumor. This is why I'm bringing it up right up front.
2: I do not know this rumor.
1: Rumored. This is not, like, confirmed by Disney. We
2: need rumored. a little flashing light. Yeah. Rumor, rumor. Artist
1: point. This is going to be awesome if this comes true. And dreams do come true. Artist point is rumored to become a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs character dinner. Oh, really? How cool is that? Right there in the woods.
2: Oh, maybe right? I did see it. A- the whole
1: realm of Snow White.
2: That would be awesome.
1: It really would. So, we all know there has been speculation online now for over a month, maybe possibly about a month and a half, uh, that Artist Point would be changing. And we talked about this in our last few episodes of news as well. But the rumor is, Artist Point becoming a Snow
2: White and Seven Dwarfs character dying. That would be pretty cool, because you never get to see those uh, dwarfs unless it's a special holiday at the Halloween party or something like that. Or ticket events. So, uh, I want to thank everyone that wrote into us and let us know that, yes, Nick and I do, uh, give that family feel of a brother and sister. I know Nick had asked for your feedback, how you felt. Do we seem robotic? Do we seem, uh, I forgot the word that you said last week, entitled. We, you know, privileged.
1: Yes. That, they, that's what I said.
2: And the feedback that we got on, um, our Facebook account, and I got some texts. And we, I don't know if you got some emails, you're better checking the email than me. But everybody's just said, No, love what you do. I can tell that you guys are family because you uh, bicker. And so it was good feedback. Well, I'm glad we got the
1: feedback, you know. Um,
2: yeah, sometimes you put it out there and then no one says anything. Right.
1: And, you know, just to give us a heads up as to where we're at.
2: Right. But once again, our friend Lee from Cali sent us some follow up information from our episode last week. He's always good about uh, checking into things that we are not sure about or that he knows more about because it's at Disneyland. But one of the things that he said, Nick, because you were asking about when I was talking about the couple on top of the Grand Floridian in my history, he said that that's known as an onion dome at the Russian Orthodox churches.
1: Yes, I know. And once I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah, silly me. I mean, I... I just was at a loss for words, so I'm glad that he could place it No, it's
2: totally room. fine, and I think it's fun for him to interact, because I know he, he likes to um, give us knowledge on things that he knows. And so he said that the most famous of those uh, ortho- Russian churches is the Saint... Basil Cathedral in Red Square. He also wanted to let Nick know that he was right. So write that down, Nick. You're well, right. I was right with what? <laughs> that Roy actually did send Walt on a trip. It wasn't the same time you were thinking, but he sent him to Latin America because there was a 1940s animator strike. Animator strike? Somewhere? Right, with Dumbo. Right, and so Walt was refusing to settle, so Roy sent him away to Latin America so that he could settle with the animators, and uh, some of the animators that weren't on strike actually completed the movie Dumbo, or the character's real name, Jumbo Jr. Yep. Yep. And because Walt was in Latin America, his trip resulted in the films Saludos Amigos and The Three Caballeros.
1: I absolutely love The Three Caballeros. I know. Of
2: watching that film. Right. So uh, that was really great stuff. So thanks again, Lee, for always uh, enlightening us with information that you know that we don't necessarily know. Thanks, Lee.
1: Walt Disney World reaches agreement to raise wages to $15 an hour for union employees. After a long debate between Walt Disney World and union, it seems that they have finally come to an agreement on wages. According to the Orlando Sentinel, on August 25th, the two parties agreed on a proposed contract that would increase starting wages to 15 an hour by 2021 for union employees, Vic. By the 50-year anniversary. Right. So I wonder if it's going to be the same as what was proposed in Missouri, where there will be a steady increase year after year up until 2021, up to $15 an hour. That was something that was proposed here in the state of Missouri. Which I wonder if they're following the same template. I do not know.
2: That'll be interesting to watch. So Disney's Hollywood Studios is introducing a Toy Story Land early morning magic event. I'm saw, I'm sure you saw this, Nick. So starting next month, they're going to be offering a new special event where guests can gain early access to Toy Story Land and fill up on breakfast selections. Let's hope that they actually can do that. Don't go on a... Well, that has to be extra magic hours anyway. I didn't want them to happen to what happened on your trip, but uh, no, this you is know. this is a hard ticket event, right? Uh, I'm Yeah, that's true So Toy Story Land is going to kick off this event September 17th And the cost is $79 plus tax for an adult $69 plus tax for a child And the event includes a continental breakfast Of yogurt, fruit, pastries, and assorted cereals As well as main dishes Like avocado toast And fried chicken In the morning they're going to have fried chicken You know what, it's like cold pizza It doesn't matter Right? Each right? of them is served with a cronut, which I do not know what a cronut is, but I've heard people talk about that on um, TV. A cronut? Yes, a cronut. Look it up while I'm finishing like, this. Is it like a donut? Uh, well, that's what it sounds like to me. So the event guests can enjoy oh, I'm
1: in heaven. I early kind of to access going.
2: to all three Toy Story Land attractions, including the Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirl Saucers, and Toy Story Midway Mania. Also, they will have Buzz, Woody, and Jesse on hand for photo ops, and I can't wait to hear about this cronut.
1: So I'm not a breakfast person, but the one item that I will eat... Is a donut. No. I'm not really a donut person. I like donuts, but one thing I love more than anything is a good croissant, right? I just love croissants. And Aaron makes fun of me because out of everything that you could eat for breakfast, I always choose a croissant, like just a plain croissant. No, not the chocolate one. No, no, no. Chocolate filled yum. A, a regular croissant.
2: Okay, with nothing on it?
1: it. Right, with nothing on it. I I love them.
2: You and bread and your plainness. No, not
1: because I'm picky. I just think it, it tastes good.
2: No, I know, but I just think it needs some, you know,
1: strawberry preserves. So I will spend one of my snack credits. For, oh, for, for a, a, croissant. a croissant. Those big croissants, you know. They look good though. Sometimes they are. I would say most times, though, unfortunately, they're kind of dried out. Oh, yeah. stinks. Yeah, I know, right? A cronut is a croissant donut.
2: And how do you do that?
1: Best of both worlds. A
2: fried croissant? Is that what it is? Yeah.
1: So I've had a fried croissant before. They, they sell them like a schnooks at the grocery store. Oh, here. okay. And I know that's one of our teacher friends, or colleagues, one of their favorite donuts as well. When I do want to partake in like eating a donut in the morning, I usually like to get the fried croissant.
2: Okay. I learn right. something new every day. Thank you. So, twenty-two people were treated due to chlorine fumes at Disneyland Paris's pool. Did you see this, Nick?
1: No. So at a pool at a resort,
2: if at the, the Disneyland, Disneyland Paris resort. pool, yeah. yeah. So, according to the Telegraph, that's their paper there in uh, Disneyland Paris, on Friday, August seventeenth, a pool at the resort hotel. Hotel New York began emitting chlorine fumes and after bleach and sulfuric acid were accidentally mixed together and the toxic fumes resulted in 22 people being taken to for treated for nausea and respiratory problems. I know. So their skin, they weren't red as a lobster. It doesn't say that. But one of the guests and three of the workers were treated at a hospital but have since been released. In addition to evacuating the pool itself, the firefighters also evacuated evacuated nearby guest rooms because it was so strong and they were worried that those people were going to be bothered by the whole thing. The pool in question was then drained after the incident and closed as of Monday. They, they had not reopened it as of Monday. Interesting. Well,
1: it's better than our pool in our subdivision, where they don't put any chlorine in the pool, and you're like wondering what? why. They have to, oh my gosh, yes, and they have to shut it down because they don't put enough. And so anyway, I don't know. I'd rather have a pool over oh, too no, no, much no. chlorine. I agree. Uh, and, than anything he- else. Pre-production for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which we're all looking forward to, put on a hold. No surprise here. We know with director James Gunn being removed from the project last month, and we talked about that. Yeah. I disagree. I don't know your stance yet, Vicki. You disagree as well? Some tweets that he had sent out before he well, was the director. I just
2: disagree because as you put forth for everybody, you cannot treat one person one way and all oh, person the... Oh, the Whoopi Goldberg
1: effect. Right. On The View. And... And how she does the campfire They fight, got rid especially. of Roseanne.
2: They got rid of this gun guy. But they're, Whoopi Goldberg's still flying high on the view.
1: Right. Owned by Disney. She acts like a baby all the time. So, director James Gunn, he's been removed. The reporter, the Hollywood reporter, is now saying that production for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 officially put on hold with the crew that has been preparing for pre-production. They've actually been sent home. The film was set to begin, uh, excuse me, The I guess... After pre-production set to start in early 2019, sorry listeners, but pre-production would have been in full swing by this fall. While there's been no release date set for the film, one source apparently is saying that the timeline has been pushed out, so no no surprise here. Gunn was fired as director after old tweets about him. Uh, over controversial topics resurfaced. And we both know that. We've talked about that. We just shared our opinions on the matter as well. And if you want to hear some of that stuff, just go back and listen to some of our older episodes, listeners. But uh, Disney has made no official comment on the delay.
2: That's sad. Disneyland asked... To cancel the economic development agreement with Anaheim. So this thing is never ending, Nick. They had asked last week for the plans to be halted on that new luxury hotel at Disneyland's property. And Disneyland Resort currently has two agreements with the city. And one of them is a rebate for part of the bed tax paid at a new four diamond hotel that Disney was planning to build. And an agreement to not charge guests a gate tax for 30 years in exchange for Disney investing $1 billion in new projects at the Disneyland Resort. I know this is making my head spin. I don't have that kind of money. But Disneyland president Josh DeMarro has reportedly sent a letter to the city suggesting that these deals be done away with, citing their diverse nature in Anaheim. This comes just a few months after a ballot initiative, which would raise the minimum wage for companies that receive economic assistance from the city of Anaheim was voted on. And it's unclear whether canceling these two proposals would mean that the Disneyland Resort would no longer be subject to the measure if it passes. But uh, they believe that the practice of the utilizing tax incentives to encourage business investment was and continues to be an effective approach and sound public policy to create jobs, increase economic activity and to generate significant taxes and other Fiscal benefits to the community, and they're not agreeing. This is where I'm just gonna smile and nod, okay, and act like I know exactly what you're talking about. No, you do know what I'm talking about. It's that hotel that. No, I get it. Oh, I mean, but this is crazy. I feel like it was with uh, this whole thing when they were buying Fox. Oh, this week we're doing this, and this week we're doing this. Round and legal jargon. Yeah, it it does. Or jargon, I mean. So, yeah, there's a whole. I won't read all this. Blah blah blah, but you
1: making the, up my own words. You there. get the idea. The Great Irish Hooley returns to Raglan Road at Disney Springs for the seventh year—the holy number. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Have you
2: been to Raglan Road? You know, I have been to Raglan Road, but you had music when you went there, and there there was not music that day, so it must just be uncertain. What? Oh, they do performances every night. What are you talking about?
1: Well, I must. They have been get there out the dance. They perform. Oh yeah, you're there. You probably were. You weren't with the hip crowd there like at 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I am not No, I
2: wasn't there that late because we went to the movie.
1: Okay. Anyway, according to Disney Parks blog, the great Irish Huli will return to Raglan Road. For the seventh year, the festival will not have a cover charge and promises to be packed with live entertainment. So here's who you can look forward to this year's Huli Entertainment headliners include. Okay, you ready for this? Jig Jam. (laughs) We've all heard of them. (laughs) Right? I kid, I kid. You're also going to have Lisa Canny. She's a seven time All Ireland champion on the harp and the banjo. Okay. Interesting. I love okay. to hear the harp. Right. And Billow Wood, just in case you don't know who he who he is, he's formerly known as Flatout.
2: Okay, that so makes now sense. Now I know
1: exactly. That cleared it up. That really did. Now I. And, and <laughs> formerly known as a symbol before that. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so just give you guys a heads up, our listeners Jig Jam, Lisa Canny, Billow Wood. Go ahead and check them out. The great Irish Hooley returning to Raglan Road for the seventh year.
2: Sad news this week, Nick. Uh, oh, There were a lot right. of uh, famous people that actually passed away, but this one was a Disney one. John McCain. No. no I, John McCain? That was a senator, but Barbara Harris pa- passed away. Do you know who that is? No. No, you do not. No. She was the original mom in Freaky Friday. She was 83 years old, and she died of lung cancer uh, Tuesday last week. And Disney fans recognized her from the original Freaky Friday where she starred opposite Jodie Foster. She also starred in some more recent shows, uh, a recent show, Nashville, but she also was in Peggy Sue Got Married with Kathleen Turner and I think it's Nicolas Cage that's in that movie. Anyways, after three decades in the industry, Harris had decided to retire from acting, you're going to like this, and focus on her teaching because she actually had a teaching degree. degree. So she went back in there and people were asking her, didn't she miss her acting career? And she said, if someone handed me a fantastic $10 million offer, I would work again. But for right now, I'm perfectly happy being a teacher. And really, she said the only reason she got into the first place is because she was friends with Ed Asner, Paul Sills, Mike Nichols, and Elaine May, and they kind of just hung out together and that was their thing. And that's how she got into acting. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a funny, kind of a quirky character. Or uh, You've seen the original Freaky Friday, right? Maybe? I don't know. If not, you need to watch what it. What year? Classic. 1976.
1: Mm, no, probably not. Frozen Ever after, after, after has most evacuation calls on Walt Disney World property, according to this list. So the Sentinel gave statistics obtained from the Reedy Creek Fire Department. Reedy Creek is, for our listeners, if you don't know, I'm sure you already do because all of our listeners are super smart, is Walt Disney World's official governing body, which show a substantial difference in the number of evacuation calls between Frozen, which tops the list, and here are some other attractions. So I'm going to give you the 10 most evacuated rides on Walt Disney World property. This is based on the number of completed evacuations between July 27th, 2016, through July 18th, 2018. We'll start. We start from the bottom. We already know the first one, but we'll start from the bottom. At number 10, only 15 evacuations. And so this is over at
2: Epcot. Okay.
1: You want to give a guess, Vicky?
2: Only 15 uh, test track?
1: Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. 15. Number 9, making the list at number 9. This is over at Disney's Hollywood Studios at 16 evacuations.
2: Hollywood Tower of Terror.
1: Toy Story Midway
2: Mania. What?
1: Yeah, over at Magic Kingdom, making the list at number 8, with 21 evacuations. People Mover. No, but good guess. Because my kids were evacuated on that one. I would worse. probably think it would be more for People Mover, you think? I don't know. Splash Mountain. Ooh. Also at Magic Kingdom, with 31, making 7 on the list. Give you some...
2: Tell me what land it's in.
1: So, okay, there you go. Fantasyland Land, involves pixie dust. That didn't help me. <laughs> you can, uh, this plays with your shadow?
2: Peter Pan.
1: Yeah, Peter Pan's Flight. At number six, also at the Magic Kingdom, they're in Fantasyland. I will even tell you it's down there by Hilltop. It's by Hilltop? 7 yeah, next, next door, no, next door to Dumbo's Flying Elephant. Oh, Barnstormer. Store. Yep. That had 32 evacuations. I thought that was really high for that ride. It's a pretty crazy. simplistic roller coaster. Right. Not many dip, dives, over. and turns. It's smooth though. I don't know. Number five, making the list at number five. Also there in Fantasyland. Fantasyland's having some <laughs> some issues issue. there at Magic Kingdom. And they let's nine, see man. here. I believe this person is on the record as the saying in his latest film. Um I, I think the the quote was some what, something's impossible. Nothing's Impossible, But I Do Nothing All Day Long. Oh, what is this? Pirates of the Caribbean? The Adventures, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I think Pooh Pooh said that, right? No clue. People say nothing's impossible, but I do nothing all day long.
2: Oh, Uh, yes, that was, okay.
1: At number four, taking you over to Animal Kingdom, and I was shocked on this one. I really was. This seems like a pretty fluid ride that really wouldn't have many evacuation calls.
2: Holly River Rapids? You
1: are correct. Ding, 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 ding. Alright, and number three, taking you back to the Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland with forty with sixty-four now evacuations. It's the mover. No, Space Mountain. Oh. Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom with seventy-two evacuations. Pirates
2: they, of the Caribbean.
1: You are correct. Pirates of the Caribbean, and we just we already told you the number one there at Epcot, Frozen Ever After. You know, I talked to a lot of clients I've booked for and, and family and friends. We've all had this discussion. Why is Frozen Ever After always down? We 113 evacuations.
2: So do they have a record that they can compare to get to Moscow? So
1: there is, So, good question. Further in the article, it states that there is no data on that. So they cannot compare it. I would like to see the side-by-side yes, side comparison. Too. But you know, usually the Olaf's down. Like Olaf isn't working. Right. He's not singing and dancing. And it just goes down all the time. And I don't know why. That's something that Disney has had that problem with that ride since they've opened that attraction.
2: Yeah, and they spent so much money and time on it, you would think that it was perfection at this point.
1: So, let's see here. It goes on. The article goes on to talk about how the number of evacuations does seem to be decreasing. But uh, they were at an all-time high of 10 for the month of both months, August and October of 2017. June of this year saw only two Whereas June of last year had six. Wow. On that frozen rack, by the way. Okay. All right.
2: OSHA retracts the Walt Disney World fine citation after reexamining the case. Did you see this? So
1: was this over? Was the finger completely chopped off or just like hanging by a thread?
2: Well, that's... Yeah. Some. So the Orlando Sentinel says that Walt Disney World was potentially facing a fine for not reporting in a timely manner to OSHA. And the thing is... They didn't report. I was looking into the the date of it. They were going to charge them $10,000 because the surgical procedure to remove a caspene burst finger because they said it wasn't an amputation. It was an avulsion. And they even went so far as to define the difference between the two. Please, please
1: tell us and our listeners what is a divulsion.
2: Okay. So amputation is where it's physically gone. Removed. Right. Like
1: the, the finger has been
2: removed.
1: You're looking at your hand. You have a nub. Your finger's over there, five feet away. Right. That's a full-out amputation.
2: But an avulsion was a tearing away of the body part, accidentally or surgically.
1: Wait a minute. So it's still wait a minute. I'm confused.
2: Amputation. It like went like they chopped it off. I mean, I don't. Want by accident. Yeah, but like an something. Avulsion, like
1: something chopped it off. Yes. By accident, but an, evol- is That's it an avulsion. That's why avulsion. Avulsion. What's it
2: called? Avulsion. avulsion. And they're about? saying that. It's very unclear because it's so close in hand. I mean, really, okay, that just Okay, so explain them. that definition again one more time. So An it evolve. says that amputation is to be completely removed. An avulsion is a tearing away of a body part accidentally or surgically.
1: So instead of it being crisp a clean cut... You're saying torn away.
2: Almost like their finger got caught on a ride, and the finger right. went on, and the ride, and they, the, or your body went on, but the finger didn't. It was torn off. There's actually a law
1: against that. Like, you don't have to report that, but no, you have you, to. No,
2: you have to, but it's supposed to be within 24 hours. This happened on June 21st at the Yacht and Beach Club. Were you there then? Yeah, you were there then. When was this? June 21st. I was there. Okay. So, they didn't report this until July the 10th. That's where all the hoopla was getting in because you're supposed to report within 24 hours and they waited, what is that, nine, 19 days before they talked about what happened to this guy? I don't know. I think it's. it just said, the safety of our cast member is central to everything we do and we regret one of our cast they members was injured. They didn't airlift this guy, did they? It doesn't say. It because doesn't say. Because my wife and I did see him. I thought
1: we saw an emergency helicopter over because we were at were we at epcot i can't remember yeah i think we were at epcot and it would have been over in that area yeah, we did see we did see a helicopter circling over there but and i remember saying to my wife that's kind of odd it's just hovering right there and but i wonder if yeah i don't know surely they didn't evacuate the guy that way i mean you just put him in a car and off you go get your finger
2: i don't know but he he had the finger was still attached but I guess but it was my gonna... skin. Yes. And so they surgically removed it because the injury was gonna cause more harm than good.
1: That is very confusing. Pandora, by the way, the world of Avatar makes Time magazine's top one hundred world's greatest places. I find this interesting. A fictional world that's been created becomes the top one hundred world's greatest places. How cool is that? That is cool. Folks who have experienced Pandora, the world of Avatar, at Disney's Animal Kingdom can attest to what unique and awesome place it is. I'm just reading straight from the article. I'm not gonna bore you guys. It goes on to say how amazing it is. Now that Pandora, the world of Avatar, is officially one of the world's greatest places, it's the perfect time, basically, to plan your Walt Disney vacation. I mean, it's just advertising, but really, just the headlines, the important piece there that Pandora has now made the top 100 world's greatest places.
2: Who would have thought? Well, here's the thing that... The one thing that I would say about that is... One of our friends noticed... This was in Time Magazine, by the way. Okay. One of our friends noticed... And I don't think that I paid close attention. I don't know if you did. There's very little bench seating. You know how, like, there's always Mm some place to sit? Like, Tomorrowland's awesome because it has all those walls that you can...
1: You love yourself some Tomorrowland.
2: Well, I'm just saying... Okay. Frontierland's good because there's a place to sit. But when you go to Pandora... There's all this beautiful stuff to look at. There's not a lot of places to sit. And, and
1: if you're not moving, you're going to get trampled up.
2: Right. So they were just saying they wished, you know... I'm glad it's one of the places they spent a lot of time and a lot of money creating that Pandora Land. So, definitely so
1: to- this list is comprised of nominations of more than 1,200 editor and excerpts from around the world. Wow. I, amazing. A That's fictional cool. place created... You know, for us, for our enjoyment, has become. I mean, that just blows my mind away.
2: So Brad's gonna be pretty excited. I didn't tell him this last night. I wanted him to hear it when he was producing that, or when he, you know, listening through to do final edits and stuff. ABC is ordering a pilot for Bewitched, the reboot. Really? From, yeah. So Kenya Barris and Yamara Taylor will be in it. And uh, it says, Deadline reports the new network has ordered a pilot for an updated take on the 60s, 70s sitcom. The version is said to feature an interracial family, including Samantha, a hardworking black single mom who happens to be a witch. And she marries Darren, a white mortal who happens to be a bit of a slacker the reboot comes from the blackish creator Kenya Barris and that shows writer producer Yamara Taylor and instantly this news comes just a few weeks after Barris announced that he was departing his overall deal with ABC Studios so I guess that's not true because now he's going to be doing this bewitched reboot
1: what are your thoughts about the digital key feature on our phones that can unlock your resort room
2: oh on my phone
1: right we've (laughs) talked about this in episodes past what are your feelings on this
2: I don't know, because there's so much on our phone already. I feel like if someone steals your phone, that's your life. They're stealing your room. They're stealing your credit card. I mean, because you got Apple Pay on there. Do you know what I'm saying? But they're not
1: going to know where you're staying.
2: They can read your text. They text you to tell you your room's ready. This
1: is true. But don't you lock your phone? I'm just playing the other side.
2: Oh, yeah. I do lock my phone. My phone has a number it it would
1: feel like someone getting your, attending your van, right? True. I don't know what to think about this, but the the digital key feature, the reason why I'm talking about it, listeners, it's now available at all Disney World hotels and resorts. Oh. Yeah, every single one of them. Before, you know, with select locations, we kept seeing on what, Facebook Live, or seen on Instagram, people periscoping of just, and people actually do periscope, believe it or not, still. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? People. Every now and then, my phone will chime with that ding. I know. You know, the- what's It's it? a special. The whatever, yep. and I'm like, oh my gosh, people still do this. It's usually my Cali friends, by the way. Um, But this is actually- Left po- you speechless. It's, it's, it's popular. And yeah. I don't know if I'm going to partake in this, per se. I don't think it's very practical for me to get out my phone, out of my right. pocket, and- unlock a door It's it'd be kind of cool to do it once or twice kind of laugh to at it, and you it's, did and it it's fun but what's easier than a band?
2: Well and that's what um, Brett and I I don't we're think there's anything it. easier than
1: just putting your wrist up to the door handle.
2: He's like your wrist is right there your phone you might have to get out of your pocket or your purse if you're a lady. And then what
1: if you drop it and you shatter the screen you're going to be <gasps> peeved that you got your phone out to unlock your door.
2: Yep. You know? Very true. You drop your band
1: and you pick it right back up.
2: Hopefully you don't drop it again. American Idol Season 2 auditions kicked off at Walt Disney World. Yay! It was a few weeks ago, and the first round of auditions for the second season of American Idol uh, kicked off at Disney World, and the talented singers and musicians showed up at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. And it was on early on a Saturday morning. The Idol bus will continue to search for contestants, and they brought along with them the season's winner, Maddie Poppy and her boyfriend and runner-up Caleb Lee Hutchinson I
1: have no idea who that person is
2: you you really need to listen to her because this is Kaylee is like really She said it's been a lot of years probably since Carrie Underwood that she really took to one of the American idols and couldn't wait for their album to come out so she's pretty excited about it she's kind of quirky I mean she has like a weird she takes songs that we really loved at one time and she makes them her own I don't know you just need to listen to her she's a piano I mean she's a guitarist as well. She can also play. Carrie
1: Underwood. What is she up to? Is she doing anything?
2: Oh, yeah. Is she really Yeah. I
1: don't know. I'm not up and up with the music world. I talk radio. It's a good thing you don't live in this house. And that's about it. I mean, Joy FM, yes, definitely. (laughs) That's about it.
2: Well, they also had the finalist Catherine Turner. She was called Katie Turner. She was also very quirky. The whole uh, crew of kids that was in it this time, each had really diverse personalities and made Mm. me love the show a lot more this year because it reminded me more of what our class is what we see in our class. It was more real life where before I feel like we picked these little Barbie dolls or you know what I mean or these hunks to come on the stage we picked more realistic people that you might see on the street that are amazing singers. and So
1: it's not just based off of looks like it was before
2: Right. Well when and- Simon Cowell he
1: was horrible about that. Like so I just realized something about myself. I'm boring. I don't watch TV. I don't watch reality TV. Now, my, my wife is on there all the time watching, like, The Voice and American Idol and all this stuff, but
2: mm-hmm. I don't
1: watch TV and I don't really listen to the radio at all.
2: I don't listen to a lot of uh, reality, or I don't watch a lot of reality TV, I shouldn't say. I watch American Idol and we like to watch Chopped.
1: I, uh, I don't know. I feel like, minus my own my opinion. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm wasting my time when I sit around and watch the TV, you know? Now, I will go watch, but I'll go watch a movie, you know? make it a movie-a-holic. I am a movie holic I'll make it a big event. I haven't seen one in a long time. It's been about a month. But that was good for about four. I better take
2: your temperature.
1: About four a month.
2: I need to take your temperature, because I know. Well, uh, I don't know if you know this, you could go with Jen Brooks every week. Her family has Tuesday night movie night.
1: Oh, the $5 stuff? Yeah. All right, let's see here. I want to bring up... Disney's doing a pretty cool thing. They're launching their full-time tuition program for cast members. And I wish our school district would do this for our teachers. At the beginning of the year, the Walt Disney Company announced that they would be making, when we talked about this, a $50 million investment into a new education program for their cast members. The Walt Disney Company has officially announced the program will be named Disney Aspire. We just, we just had a, a new team called the Aspire Team in our yes, school district. Yes, we did. This new program will be a 100% tuition paid education investment program for more than 80,000 hourly cast members. Full-time and part-time cast members based in the United States. They're all eligible. So basically, they're, Disney's pumping $50 million to reimburse people to go to school.
2: That's amazing. Like, that's really cool. So we need to move there? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I don't think I can. We can go alive. back and get our doctorate degrees. There you go. Yes. Dr. Ryman. Dr. Black. Dr. Black.
1: There you Dr. go. Dr. Black. Page and Dr. Black.
2: Oh, uh, that sounds fake.
1: Start calling a DB.
2: There you go. All right. John Goodman confirmed this week that Roseanne's character is going to be killed off on the show. We just talked about the controversy. Yes, yeah, so they're killing off Rosie? Well, because. She's the one that did the tweet, and she was causing all those people to lose their jobs. And the only way that they would make a show or keep the show on the right. air was to rename it the Connors and to not let her have any artistic input into anything with the show.
1: We need to create a pool on how she goes. So your cat, Annabelle—that's Tinkerbell. Is that yeah? Oh yeah, listeners, that's Tinkerbell. When you
2: hear the little bells in the background, it's just the Disney magic. Tinkerbell,
1: you need to stop. <laughs> anyway. So, as I was saying, we need to put together a poll, A pool, sorry. To see how she goes. To see how she goes. Listeners, why don't you text in, how do you think Roseanne's going to die? 407
2: I That's have my awesome. own ideas. Because she was addicted to drugs at the end of the season. Oh, well, I never watched it. Right. She had knee issues like I do. And, oh, painkillers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I think they could have easily write that out and not because then she's never in any episode so whatever happens it's gonna have to happen and not be on the air that's what happened with uh, Valerie Harper on uh, a long time ago on a show I can't what was the name of that yeah um, I can't think of it
1: I don't know did you did you see the appeal uh, for the autism lawsuit no we've talked I guess about not. we've talked about this in the past I think it's been a while though you know Disney has had multiple autism lawsuits against them ongoing lawsuits by 30 individuals who allege discrimination against autistic uh, disabled guests by Disney this article is going on saying it may continue basically what they're being I-, I will paraphrase this whole thing I'll summarize it up we all know if you have a physical disability yes you get to go in front of the line it's usually you see them in their wheelchair or whatever it may be they, they, they push them in front as if they have fast passes on every single ride. right Well, the lawsuit is, why can't children or guests with autism have the same preference? Because it's a a disability. And the argument is, because children that have autism have a hard time waiting in line. The noises bother them. Right. Weights bother them. And you said in, in this article with people that were talking with their children with autism, that... Some of them, if they don't, like, get their way, like, within minutes, or if things don't happen quick enough for them, they throw... They, they go into meltdown. I, I don't know. I guess there are different severities or yeah. cases of autism. We had but, that.
2: You don't remember from my Christmas trip? Mm, we were waiting. Yes, I do remember that story. Boat.
1: Right. And that, the, but, that individual that had autism had a hard time waiting in line.
2: Well, I was upset with the mother only because... Oh, she was wearing that shirt? No, if... If you know your child is going to wig out by fireworks, why would you stay at the park that long? To wear? like Oh right. He right just, he to me seemed like um what is that called? Like for when you're in the war or something and you and you go flashbacks. Uh what is that called? You know what that's called.
1: I do know what's called.
2: Are you gonna say it Are you gonna...
1: Post traumatic stress syndrome?
2: Yeah. So I felt bad for him because he felt like someone was coming to get him. She had to have known that her kid had sensory issues like that. And I felt like she could have solved it. But yes, I see where she's saying on that. And she didn't have to worry because nobody got on the boat except for my family and them. They waited for the next boat because I think they were afraid of what was going to
1: I, I hope that Disney puts in a policy somewhere where they allow kids with this disability to be able to do that. Honestly.
2: I think they will. I just, well, we'll talk off the air about that. What? Specific. Okay. Because we have so many kids that their parents want them to be mainstreamed and treated like everybody else. But then, in a situation like this, they want their kid to be catered to. Is that fair? If you want them to be treated like everybody else Are there
1: times, though, where we can have a different mindset, though? I mean, this is different. This isn't like in school. This isn't education. This is out and about in public where there's a lot going on. It's not a school-structured environment.
2: But I mean they want them to have the opportunity to buy lunch in the line with everybody else and and not have to or they want to we have them wait with our kids in the line and get their lunch they want them
1: well, social to, skills yeah right that's just life skills social skills I think this is different though
2: I don't know I, I just feel like I know what you're saying I'm just trying to do what you do to me all the time. Play devil's, oh, play devil's advocate. Got because it. there are situations and we've had those students where someone fought, 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 fought for their kid to be treated like every other kid, but they did have these outbursts. I'd be embarrassed
1: if I was the parent, you know, that my kid was having a meltdown. You know, I wouldn't want to bet in front of the line. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that just caused a bad show anyway. Um, that's gonna, I mean, I'm sure my kid would be all about like what's going on up there, yeah. you know, type of bit. But anyway. I don't know. Moving on. What do you got, Vic?
2: So this is my last piece of news because it is Darth Vader Stein's. Did you see these? No. Yes. While you are there, Nick, you are going to be able to go to the popcorn stand on Hollywood Boulevard and get yourself a Darth Vader Stein filled with your favorite beverage. Well, I don't know if they have Mountain Dew.
1: Darth... No, not there. Disney is a Coke... Place they do they will not okay, sell Pepsi. But they, have some
2: they used to Mellow have both. yellow.
1: Ah, they probably do have Mellow Yellow. It's not the same. I know. Not the same at all. It's a Darth Vader Stein. But
2: it's pretty cool because like right at the um wait, at the top of where your nose is the arch of your nose or whatever it, the lid lifts up top of. I'm his... trying to see if I have oh one. Man. Okay,
1: I see it. I have a popcorn bucket that kind right. of, that's kind of similar to this.
2: This is a Stein. And so you I see this.
1: I see the Stein. That's cool. The one you're looking at, does it show just the helmet or the chest plate as well?
2: It just shows the,
1: the head. Hel- okay. Yep. That's what I'm looking at right now. Interesting. All right. Going back, let me grab my article. You said you were done, right? Yep. All right. We're talking about VIP passholder thank you Thursdays coming to 2018 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Passholders can now attend special early access shopping events. We knew this was coming. We've talked about we it. Talked before. about it last week. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Is that what we did Okay, I thought we did. Was it official last week? I think it came out last week. Okay, so we have the dates. Did we? Did we announce the dates? We did. You're shaking your head. Yes. I'm just yeah regurgitating the now same you know old that same Nick old. does not. Did we? To did me. we talk about the Disney World Swan Lobby? No. All right. It's getting a rehaul. It's receiving a three million dollar transformation.
2: Three million dollars. Which isn't much. Compared to... Do you have $3 million? We don't make $3 million together. Well, no.
1: I mean, we wouldn't make that for 10 plus years together uh, as teachers. I know. I, or even five. Or even, I mean, 15 or 20. I don't think that's that much money, considering that Disney has spent way more money on other... I know. ...adventures. You know, I I, I don't just know. Just when
2: they say stuff like it's nothing, it, I'm just like, it's $3 million. So,
1: again, it's just the lobby. You okay. know, that's not right. a Disney right. okay. trip. Okay, it's just the lo- right. but it's just the lobby. I wonder what it's going to look like.
2: Well, it better look amazing.
1: Like dolphins. Is, is it
2: going on right now?
1: Or, I mean, swans. Like, virtual swans <laughs> swimming by you as you walk in. Sort of like, those ju- are both you know, you Jurassic mean- World. You know, you walk in and you saw the virtual <laughs> reality dinosaur that was right in front of you. You could walk through it. Yes. They should have those all over the place and it's just swans.
2: So have you been in those resorts?
1: I've only walked through just to see it. You right. know, I, I have not stayed. And they're stayed very
2: different. Like they have a different feel to them, but I like going there at Christmas because you one said, of,
1: Yeah, you've said this before.
2: One of them's real la ta or whatever word you want to use for that, you know, right. like upscale. And then the other one's kind of homey, like with uh, Santa's house made out of grass Isn't it the swan? That's
1: la ta Can you remember? I
2: don't remember which side they're on. If I can picture in my mind. All right. Well, that's all I got.
1: And um, I think you're ready for some history. All right. So, Vixter, why don't you take us back? Here we go.
0: We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go.
2: August 29th, 1989 is when Disney announced an agreement in principle with Jim Henson to acquire the merchandising, licensing, and publishing rights to the Muppets. And so, uh, as we know, they have a little little show at Hollywood Studios that you can see of the Muppets. Love it, 3D. Yep. Love it. August 30th, 2014. You know, you're going to love this one, Nick. Disney's American Idol Experience wraps up its roughly five-year run with the final show at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which... To everyone that visits there now is now Frozen Sing Along. Yep. And August 31st, 1948, Walt Disney shares a memo with Disney studio artist Dick Kelsey describing ideas for an amusement park, which he calls Mickey Mouse Park. Walt and Ward Kimball have recently returned from a trip to the Chicago Railroad Fair and Henry Ford's Greenfield Village. And Walt has many ideas, including a main village with a railroad station built around a village green. It is one of the earliest detailed descriptions of an amusement park concept and ultimately it will be named i was tuning Dead Space. out i was tuning out you always tune me out it will we named disneyland he called it the mickey mouse park but ultimately it ended up being named disneyland what year was this sorry Listeners, this is so
1: funny. Listen, I seriously was just tuning Vicky out.
2: He tuned me out all the time. I am so sorry. This is the year my dad was born. Okay, 1998, September 1st.
1: Dude, you mentioned, like, honestly, you mentioned something about the 31st. I'm like, oh, my dad's birthday's coming up from the 30th. What am I getting him? He wanted a flagpole, but those are super expensive. Like, that's all going through my mind right now as you're trying to explain Disneyland. Oh geez! September first, nineteen ninety-eight.
2: Walt Disney Records and releases Disney's greatest pop hits of a decade of radio singles. The fifteen tracks included: number one, The Lion King; can you feel the love tonight with Elton John?
1: John, I number have his greatest hits album. He's amazing.
2: Number two, Aladdin's a whole new world by Peabo Bryson and Regina Bell. Number three, Pocahontas: Colors great, of the Great wind.
1: version by the way. Yeah, I know Peebo. it is.
2: Colors of the Wind by Vanessa Williams. Number four is Toy Story. You got a friend in me by Randy Newman and Lyle Lovett. Number five, The Lion King: Circle of Life, again by Our Elton. Elton John. Number six, Pocahontas. If I ever, if I never knew you by John Cicada and Shanice are Shanice it says Shanice but it's Shanice you say Shanice I say Shanice there you go tomato tomato you say A-Ron and what is it that A-Ron yeah there you go number seven was The Music of Disney Cinderella A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes by Linda Ronstadt that's so funny to me number eight is Hercules Go the Distance by Michael Bolton number nine (laughs) Michael Bolton (laughs) is Rhythm of the Pride Lands Hakuna Matata by Jimmy Cliff and Lebo M Number 10, the music of Disney's Cinderella, So This Is Love by James Ingram. Number 11 is Take My Hand, Songs from the Hundred Acre Wood, Never Alone, ER's Lullaby by Tyler Collins. which I don't know who that is. Number 12, Music from the Park, Remember the Magic by Brian McKnight. Number 13, Rhythm of the Pride Lands, Kuba by Lebo M. Number 14 is Oliver and Company, Streets of Gold by Ruth Pointer. And last but certainly not least, number 15 is Mouse House Remixes, Someday by Miss Donna Summer.
1: Outstanding. Thank you for the history, Vicki. What? You shut me off already? That oh, was only the third day. I thought you were finished. No, I'm too premature. Go ahead.
2: September 2nd, 1935, in celebration of the 50th anniversary of the founding of Marceline, Missouri, the Marceline News runs the article, The Marceline I Knew, by Walt Disney. Walt's written words include, I was extremely glad to receive your letter asking me to write some impressions of Marceline as I remember it from my childhood days. And to tell you the truth, more things of importance happened to me in Marceline than ever happened since or are likely to happen in my future. Things I mean like seeing my first circus parade attending." My first school, seeing my first motion motion picture. I know you'll agree with me that such childhood firsts are those of utmost importance and in any human's life being's life. I went with my family to live in Marceline when I was only five years old and I stayed there until I was nine. I clearly remember the day we arrived there on the train, and we rode out to our house in the country just outside the city limits. I believe it was called the Crane Farm. My first impression of it was that it was beautiful. The front yard had lots of weeping willow trees. September 3rd, 2014. Disney cast members, guests, and animal lovers celebrate the birth of the second gorilla in one month for the family of the critically endangered western lowland gorillas at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And now, Nick, this will make your happy day. September the 4th, 2014. The first ever reunion of the original Pioneer Hall players takes place to help celebrate the ongoing 40th anniversary of the hoop De doo musical review at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. And as you were remember from some news that I reported a couple weeks ago. The original cast were college students back in June of 1974. It was just meant to be a short term thing, but it was so well loved they kept it.
1: And they're doing it to this day. They are still doing it. So now can I say thank you, Now you Vick- can cut Vick- me All off. Sorry, Vickster. <laughs> <laughs> our listeners are probably like, ah, jeez, Nick. All right. Thanks again, Vicky, for bringing that history to us. Listeners, be sure to listen to Friday's show as we answer some of your listener questions. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, simply text us, 407-674-0414. Also, don't forget to weigh in. we got to do that uh, little... Uh, Pool on how Roseanne's gonna kick the bucket. Right? Yeah. Or email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip, or you just want a free quote, text us again, same number, 407-674-0414, or contact us at travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Don't forget to hit up our social media accounts for our Instagram. It's gonna be MouseCapades underscore Nick. For our Facebook, the Mouse
2: Podcast, and our Twitter fo- Twitter followers. Mouskepades Pod. Remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. And as always, we'd like to thank you for listening to the number 1 podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. It's about that time, Vicky. Peace and love. Have, Have a magical day, my friends.